With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At home, we got a little old radio on the porch. Whenever it won't work, Pa just spits in the back of it and walks it a good and it works every time. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hey, hey y'all, she's a worker. She's a worker. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode of the Riley and Gimme Show. It is a Sunday, Sunday funnies kind of day. Hi there, I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is my Sunday funnies. Jamie, I got one name. Get it. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there. Hello, handsome. You're a good-looking fellow. Do you know that? People laugh at you. People hate you. But why do they hate you? Because they are jealous. Look at that boyish face. Look at that sweet smile. You are not evil. You are good. Oh, it's so nice to hear somebody finally say that. Right next to me, somebody who is always good. She is good, but she is also... Yes, she is a super freak. She is Kimmy. Hello, super freak. Hello. And how are you on the Sunday funnies? I'm doing well. You're feeling kind of funny? Uh-huh. That's good because it is a what? It's a Sunday funnies. Well, here it is Sunday. If you got some time you'd like to lose, why don't you come along? We got a special kind of fun day. Now, mister, don't you dare refuse. I wouldn't stay wrong. We're going on a journey, a sentimental journey. Oh, that's what we do with every single episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. We go on a sentimental journey. We go back in time. We visit the world of yesteryear. A nostalgia look at things. We hopefully bring up some fond memories and make good, pleasant, fun new memories for you. That's what the Riley and Kimmy Show is all about. Memories. Like the corner of my mind. That is Kimmy doing her impression of a certain (laughs) recording artist. You can hear more of those impressions and see them because she's not just an audio impersonator she also oh, no. gets into the whole you know capturing the the visual presence of the person she is imitating you can see this firsthand at an upcoming event the riley and kimmy show will be at and if you would like us to be at your event maybe have kimmy perform like that mm-hmm. or sing or do her magic act and other things she does sure Feel free to contact us via our Facebook page. We're available for your upcoming event, pop culture event, maybe, you know, your car show, garden show, boat show, you name that show, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. collectible show you might have or maybe a grand opening or something like that. The Riley and Kimmy show is available for your upcoming event. So just contact us on Facebook. You can find our links to our social media right on our website. Also on our website, Links to take us anywhere on planet Earth and listen to us every single day. That's right, a brand new show. And you can listen to, well, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, and we have archived episodes available on our website. Celebrity interviews we've done and pop culture stories all available. What's our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. Find archived podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Pop culture escapism. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. 
That's the question for this Sunday Funnies kind of day. Does the funny one want to play some pop culture trivia? What say you on this Sunday, Kimmy? Yeah. Great. Now, one of the things we need to point out, the timeline, well, it might be adjusted, meaning it is corrupted. That means it's not running in chronological or linear order. You can help Kimmy out by just talking to, whispering, yelling if you want to, shouting, Screaming is also allowed to whatever computing device you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on right at this moment. And it could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Tell your friends. Brand new show every single day. We are great for the commute. Now, get this, Kimmy. The average commute time, according to researchers, you know there's people that do that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The latest Mm -hmm. research says the average commute time is how long? Kimmy, how long would you say it is the average commute time in the United States of America? Oh, 35 minutes. That's very close. Now, Kimmy actually commutes in one of the worst places in the United States because of I-4 and things like that. But the average time she's very close is 25 minutes, Hmm. average time. So the Riley and Kimmy show is perfect for that commute, either going to or coming back or both, or at work or whatever. We're there for you. Find those episodes at RileyandKimmy.com, also on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud as well. First question we have for you, Kimmy, is kind of from the bizarre world of, uh, well, pop culture. We're looking for the decade this happened. It's on this date. Scott Paper Company began selling paper dresses for $1. And hmm. I'm not talking about for dolls. I'm talking no? about for human beings. Really? $1. Uh, the paper dresses within one year were sold at major department stores for about $8 a piece. Can you tell me what decade this happened in? The paper dress, when did it make its appearance by Scott Paper Company? Was it the 1930s, 1940s, or 1950s, or 1960s? 1950s? Kimmy, it was the hippie years. It was the 60s. Ni- yes, it was 1966. It made its debut. By 1967, the dresses were everywhere, major department stores. matter of fact, they even had some little niche stores that were set up to actually sell paper clothing. But, as this novelty wore off, people started to become more and more aware of the downsides to wearing paper dresses and clothing. Mm -hmm. They were ill-fitting. They were uncomfortable to wear. Their colors could rub off on other things, and they were often flammable. Hmm. And I would imagine they would tear. I'm sure. And they would fill up the garbage, because they were paper clothes. Right. Or if it rained. I have no idea what would happen then. Look out. Now, by... 1968, just two years after their debut, paper clothing had disappeared from the market entirely. So I take it by your commentary, you've never met anybody or known anybody that's had a paper dress. No. No one. No. Not seen a picture of this or anything. I didn't know it existed. To this day, do design paper clothing. Oh. Out of paper mache and things like that. It's kind of a, I'm going to say niche uh, type of art, genre. Okay. But I've never seen the original stuff, the 1966. It might be something to talk about one of your family members. Maybe one of those uh, had a paper dress or something. I'd love to see one. You know what? I'd wear one. You'd wear a paper dress? I'll wear a paper dress if somebody has one that will fit me. That's from 1966. Okay. Not a a new creation. (laughs) You know, Kimmy, I I I don't want you to be crafting there. I don't want you, uh, you know, going out to one of the, the craft stores and paper macheing a dress for me. But no, somebody has a 1966 dress and they don't care about its collectability being possibly tampered. I'd wear that. Yeah, I was just going to go get some old newspapers. They do still have newspapers, right? Yeah, they do. You know what's interesting? Now, it's funny you mention that because one of the paper dresses was the Campbell Soup Cans, the Andy Warhol print. Hmm. And they, that was something that was sold. And things like that. There were art prints and things like that. Really cool looking. Some of the pictures I've seen this, you know, the uh, company came out with and its rivals that came out with shortly. They had some really, really neat wear. Moving somewhere else on the timeline, Kimmy. 
We're looking for the year within five years that this item went on sale for the first time in the United States of America. The electric shaver, Kimmy, went on sale for the very first time. What year, within five years, did the electric shaver go on sale for the first time? We'll let you think about it for a few seconds. Let's do a little rewind here on this Sunday Funnies. Twice as big, twice as powerful. All new Chic Power Shave. With two exclusive advances. Full contact head. Twice as big. Covers twice as much whisker area. Shaves you faster. Built-in whisker guides. Not just an attachment. Built in along all shaving edges, shave you closer. Here in super slow motion, see the whisker guide smooth skin down, pop whiskers out. Gently give a new kind of shave deep down where the beard begins. And here's proof. Bill Thorlby just shaved this side with new Chic Power Shave. This side with another method. He runs some cotton across it. And see? Leftover whiskers catch cotton. Now the Chic side. No cotton picking whiskers here. Try it yourself. Get a big $5 trade-in on any standard electric shaver. No more cotton-picking shaves for you. Chick Power Shave. Now, back to the question, Kimmy. The judges say we should make it by decade. Was it the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, or 1960s? The first electric shaver goes on sale in the United States. Well, I would guess the 50s, but I'm going to go a decade earlier and say the 40s. Ah, you miss it, Kimmy. The 30s? It was 1931. Oh, wow. The first electric shaver goes on sale, and Schick was the company that had the first one offered. The year is what we're looking for, Kimmy, plus minus five. Do you have your ears turned on? Breaker, breaker, one night. Got your ears on, good buddy? Mm-hmm. All right. We're looking for the year within five years that this character was introduced... Bonus points, this doesn't, if you can tell me the name of the voice talent who's doing this character, it was on this date, this character made his debut. Hi, I'm Poppin' Fresh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Out of cookies? Let's make some. And Pillsbury says it best. (laughs) Kimmy, can you tell me? The year the Poppin' Fresh Pillsbury Doughboy made his debut within five years. Um, 1972? It was 1965. The voice talent. Who did the Poppin' Fresh Doughboy's voice? Oh, I don't know. That is, I, I wasn't... Mm, I'll give you one more time. I wasn't prepared for that. Kimmy, we told her, but let's just give her a few seconds here. Hi, I'm Poppin' Fresh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Out of cookies? Let's make some. And Pillsbury says it best. <laughs> Mm-mm. That is master voice talent, Paul Freeze. Really? Yes. Moving wow. to something else happening on this date in history. It was on this date, Kimmy. The President of the United States at the time signs the, well, the legislation that Hawaii's statehood bill had been signed. That means that Hawaii would be a state. What year did Hawaii become a state? That is your question. 1950? Kimmy misses it a little bit there. It was 1959. Hawaii 5-0 didn't mean 1950. It meant the I know. 50th state. That's what it meant. Hawaii. I know. Well, I, well, you said 1950. I, okay. It's in right decade. Close enough. Uh, That's right, Kimmy, close enough. All right, the year's 1954. RKO Pictures was sold for $23 million, almost $24 million. It became the first motion picture studio to be owned by an individual. The seller was a recluse, Kimmy. This person, this individual who owned it, uh, he was one of the wealthiest people on the planet. Liked to hide out. Didn't like people. Germaphobe. Who is that wealthy person that owned RKO? That must be Howard Hughes. Yes, he owned RKO from 1948 to 1954. The year is 1962. This person performs on the Ed Sullivan Show. Tell me who it is. I don't know that I dance, I dance to the world of three. 
Can you tell me who that is? Uh, nope. That's Gary U.S. Bonds. The year's 1967. This song goes to number one. Tell me the name of the single. On the corner is a banker with a motor car. The little children laugh at him behind his back. And the banker never wears a mask in the pouring rain. What is the name of that hit? Very strange. Oh, Penny Lane. Penny Lane is in my ear and in my eyes. And who had that as a hit in 1967? The Beatles. Moving 10 years on the timeline, and we're moving to impossible music trivia. Now, keep in mind the year 1977. This group's first single was released. It peaked at number 38 in the United Kingdom, but had no chart action in the United States. Let's see if you can identify who it is with their unique sound. Jimmy, can you tell me who that is? No. That's 1977 when that song is released. A few years later, they would have the hit, Rock the Casbah. Who is it? The Clash. That's correct. 1982, 8th People's Choice Awards happens. That's honoring the best in pop culture for 1981. This person wins favorite television special. Tell me who it is. Now it's my pleasure to introduce the best looking thing to ever grace a tuxedo. The leading lady and leading man of Blake Edwards, Victor Victoria. The delightful, eye-popping, topless star of SOB. And being Mrs. Blake Edwards, she also qualifies as the Pink Panther's stepmother. And recently, to add to her many accomplishments, this beautiful lady recorded a country and western album in Nashville. Here she is, Julie Andrews. Kimmy, can you tell me who that is? Bob Hope. You're right. Favorite male performer in a new television program... Identify who it is. Now, at this time when he wins this, he is, well, he's doing a, well, he's in a new show that you wouldn't recognize, but you know him for shows previous to this 1982 award show, and he's also known at this time for doing commercials for a certain camera company. Polaroid Sun Camera uses the sun and a motor on every shot, but you can forget about batteries. It's a wind-up. Try again. You hook it up to a windmill. No, it uses a battery. I thought we could forget batteries. Forget buying batteries. You get one in every film pack. Only Polaroid gives you this saving. And see what a difference the sun camera makes? Well, but if you don't have film, it won't work. If you don't have film, who cares? Can you tell me who won the People's Choice Award for Favorite Male Performer in a new TV program? James Garner. You're right, Kimmy. He won for Brett Maverick. It was a reboot of, well, or continuation of the Maverick TV series that he did many, many, many years before. This series ran just for 18 episodes, but he still won the People's Choice Award. Hmm. Favorite motion picture? For the 1982 People's Choice Awards, that would be for a movie of 1981. What would it be? Or do you need a clue? E.T.? No. Kimmy, we have two clues if you need it. Keep in mind, the movie is 1981. The award is 1982. Here's your audio for favorite motion picture. Neo, meaning new and lithic. I-T-H-I-C, meaning stone. All right, let's get back to this site, Turkdean Barrow near Hazleton. Contains a central pass passage and three chambers or cysts. However, chamber three was undisturbed, and the undisturbed chamber and the grave goods that were found in another, uh, in the area, give us a uh, reason to, to, uh, to, to date this uh, find as we have. Um, any questions then? No, okay, that's it for the day then. Um, don't forget, Michelson chapters four and five for next time. And I will be in my office on Thursday, but not Wednesday. Can you identify the movie, Kimmy? Indiana Jones? Be more specific. Um. <laughs> it's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. 
It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good. Trust me. And those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. It has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Kimmy, can you tell me the entire title of the favorite motion picture? Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's correct. Favorite female performer in a new television program. Tell me who it is. I am... I'm truly touched. And... I'm not quite sure how to let you know how much I appreciate all of these wonderful things that have been coming to me lately. Um, I know that I wouldn't have this if it weren't for all the wonderful people in Dynasty. Um, Aaron Spelling, Doug Kramer, uh, the Shapiros, the Pollocks, uh, Ed de Blasio, Duke Vincent, uh, the wonderful, wonderful cast that we have. Uh, the crew's incredible, and, and most of all, I thank God for all of you. You're just so good to me, and, I, and I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful. Thank you. Who won the favorite female performer in a new TV program? Linda Evans. That's right. That's right. And you, did you, you know what TV Dynasty? show? Dynasty? Yeah. The year's 1982, Kimmy. We move away from the 8th People's Choice Awards. We move to something that happened in the world of music. This recording artist was severely injured in a car accident in Philadelphia. This caused him to be paralyzed from the waist down. He continued to perform. Can you tell me who it is? Close the door. Let me give you what you've been waiting for. Baby, I got so much love to give. I want to give it all to you. Close the door. Who is it, Kimmy? Barry White? No, Teddy Pendergrass. Oh. The year's 1992. This recording artist receives a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who was it? Looking for some hot stuff, baby, this Kimmy, who received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Donna Summer. You're correct. The year is 1993. This group announces that Daryl Jones was going to be replacing Bill Wyman. Wyman had announced that he would no longer tour with the band. Tell me the name of the band. Rolling Stones. That's correct. The year is 1994. This movie star, this personality, files for bankruptcy. Here is your clue. We have some audio from 1968 when she made an appearance on My Three Sons. Perhaps tomorrow. No, I can't do it this evening. I already have a date. I'm going out with an old family friend. <laughs> I used to be married to him. <laughs> oh, darling, I think something fell in the pool. One moment. Maple. Maple, go and see what fell into the pool. <laughs> Sorry, darling. I'm afraid I built my pool too close to the retaining wall. Everything falls in. Small animals, everything. <laughs> I am a movie star. I'm afraid I wasn't. I don't do very many westerns. The stupid producer thinks I'm not the type. Can you tell me who that is? Zsa Gabor. You're right, Kimmy. The year's 1995. In New York, this recording artist celebrates the premiere of her video with a pajama party. Can you tell me the name of the video? the name of that video that song bedtime stories correct and who was a recording artist madonna correct the year is 2002 this single was released in britain it peaks at number seven on the uk charts but does not chart anywhere in the united states no or very limited radio play see if the person's sound is strong enough for you to identify who released freak on this date. You got yourself some action. Said you got yourself a body. You got yourself an answer. My daughter's own verse on the tool of body. You got 
a song released 2002 by whom? George Michael. You're right, Kimmy. Celebrity and notable birthdays. Famous people born on this date. This person born 1837. Kimmy, tell me why he is on the famous list. The name Grover Cleveland. He was a president. That's right, Kimmy. He was president of the United States, 22nd and the 24th president, the only president in America to serve two non-consecutive terms. He was president from 1885 to 1889 and then 1893 to 1897. Next individual, you will not know his name, but you do know his work. His name is Edward Everett Horton, born on this date, 1886. He was an actor in film, theater, radio, television, and did a lot of voice work for animation. Yes, cartoons. He's best known as a narrator of a certain cartoon feature, Kimmy. Our question for you is, what's the name of the cartoon he was the narrator on? Here's your your audio clue. This is Edward Everett Horton. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful but wicked queen. This queen would stand before her mirror for hours admiring herself. It was a very special kind of mirror. And the queen got a poison apple to take to Snow White. An apple that would make her the victim of sleeping death. (laughs) In a little while, the queen was approaching the quaint old house of the seven dwarfs. It wasn't very difficult to find. Inside the house, a plan was taking shape. The vain queen was so desperate to stay the fairest that she signed the contract and gave her crown as payment. Then, one day, several weeks later... Can you tell me what cartoon he was the narrator on? Uh, The Bullwinkle Hour or whatever. Yeah? Um, Do you know the... uh, We'll accept that. The judges say give it to her, but do you happen to know maybe the little segment part of the uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle show? No. It's called The Fractured Fairy Tales. You remember Mm -hmm. those, right? Yep. And he was also on other things, too. He played Uncle Ned in three episodes of Dennis the Menace, and he played the medicine man Roaring Chicken in the sitcom F Troop and kind of took that character onto Batman. He played Chief Screaming Chicken on Batman in an episode, or actually episodes, around Egghead as Egghead tries to take control of Gotham City. Next birthday person born in this date, 1926. Known for this TV show, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the TV series. Can you identify that TV show? Mission Impossible. Yes, he was part of Mission Impossible from 1967 to 1973. It's original run. He was not part of the first season. And then he came back, same character, from 1988 to 1994 revival. Tell me, who was born 1926? Now, the State Department has been alerted to give you the VIP treatment when you arrive. This is your invitation to the Foreign Ministry reception. Well, that's it then. The crew of the B-52 made it safely across the border. We're keeping them under wraps while we bring back the pilot to be captured. Can you tell me who was born on this date? Peter Graves? Yes, born on this date. He died March 14th, 2010, close to his birthday, at the age of 83. Next individual country music performer who charted on the top 40, celebrating his 84th birthday. Back in 1971, he had a number one country song and a number 21 top 40 song. Tell me who's celebrating a birthday. You've got to kiss an angel good morning and let her know you think about her when you're gone. Kiss an angel good morning and love her like the devil when you get back home. Well, people may try to guess the secret of a happiness, but some of them never learn it's a simple thing. Kimmy, can you tell me who that is? 
Charlie Pride. You're right. Celebrating his 84th birthday today. Next person, musician, singer, born on this date, 1941. We have three clues for you. See if you can tell us who it is. First clue, number 21 hit from 1965. I'm going to wait. Kimmy, can you tell me who that is? Otis Redding? No. Interesting guess. Clicking over another year here on the uh, charts, he had a song that hit number six. Tell me who was born on this date. Kimmy, uh, can you tell me who that is? No, I can't. Uh, a song that didn't chart as high as the one we just played, but I think is maybe more known. Hit number 23, 1966. Tell me who it is. <laughs> Jimmy, can you tell me who that is? No, I don't. I should. Uh, yeah, that song but... was utilized for Sally Ride, if you'll remember back mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. The person born on this date we're looking for is Wilson Pickett, born 1941, died 2006 at the age of 64. Next person celebrating a birthday, 59 years old today. Tell me who the singer is. <laughs> is the birthday person. Irene Cara? Yes, you got it right. Next individual, Kimmy, tell me how old she is within five years once you identify her. Singer, actress. She did chart in the top 40 quite a few times. Also on the dance charts and the R&B charts. Tell me who is celebrating a birthday. Who is it? Vanessa Williams. Yes, how old is she today within five years? 58. She's 55 today. She resigned as Miss America July of what year within two years? Oh, 86. 1984, you get that. And the reason she resigned was because of a scandal because of some unauthorized photos that were published in what magazine? Playboy? No, the other one. Penthouse? Yes. Tell me why this person is on that famous birthday list. She's celebrating her 54th birthday. It's Bonnie Blair. I don't know. Bonnie Blair, Olympic gold medal speed skater. Next person, rapper, actress, talk show host. See if you can identify who she is. 1991. She charted with this. Well, it's almost nightfall, and there's no forecast of rainfall. And I'm in the mood for a party, so I'ma go out to a club and give the dance floor body. So I jump in the car and I go to the venue, walk in the door, now I'm on the menu. Guys in the house, they're watching me, they're clocking me, there's no stopping me. Desire. I know you want me. You're fine. Thank you. But I'm not the type of girl that you think I am. I don't jump into the arms of every man. But I'm paid. I don't need your money. Can you tell me who that is? Who's having a birthday? Wendy Williams? No, that's a that's a very good guess. 
This individual, this mystery birthday person, charted number 23 on the top 40 in 1994. You know all of that got to go. Now everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule. I don't be getting mad when we playing this cool. But don't you be calling me out my name. I bring crap to those who disrespect me like a dame. That's why I'm talking. One day I was walking down a block. I had my cutoff shorts on, right? Because it was crazy. Ha. Can you tell me who is celebrating a birthday? Queen Latifah? I am stunned. You actually got it. Ooh. I thought we were going to have to go to a different audio clue. You have a very good ear, Kimmy. Well, Fantastic. You. How old is Queen Latifah today within five years? Uh, 55. Queen Latifah is celebrating her 48th birthday today. I see dead people. Celebrity and notable deaths. Tell me, Kimmy, who this individual is. He starred on this TV show. He was, yes, the star. Daniel Boone was a man, yes, a big man, with an eye like an eagle and as tall as a mountain was he. He played Boone, Daniel Boone. Who passed away on this date at the age of 85? I don't know what this is all about, Governor. I can't say too much for the captain's manners. I'm not sure I'd want to guide him from here to across the street. Well, we have walked 10 days to get here. I think the least I can do is hear you out. What do you say, Mingo? When you put it that way, I can't very well refuse. I'll do the best I can. I don't want any soldiers, but I want backwoodsmen, Kentuckians preferably. Something happens to Mingo or me, at least they'll know the country. I wasn't aware that you were to command anything except the gun, Captain. If I undertake this trip, I'll do it with my own men in my own way. Kimmy, he played Daniel Boone from 1964 to 1970. Who is it? Uh, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he was also Davy Crockett in the Walt Disney series. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Davy, Davy Crockett. King of the Wild Frontier. Yeah, that's him singing right there. King of the Wild Frontier. Uh, did that help you? No. Those are boys' shows. I didn't ever oh, watch. Oh, what is this? Wait a minute. That's sexist, isn't it? Boys' shows? Those are boys' shows. I didn't watch those. No. But they, they had animals so I don't in know. it. They had animals in it. That didn't matter. They, they had... Oh, Okay, all right. Well, it's Fess Parker. Oh. Who? You? I'm sure you've heard of Fess Parker. Uh, sure. Tall person, six foot six. Okay. Have you ever seen even an episode of? Nope. You know, Rosie Greer played on that show for a while. Nope. You don't know Ed Ames, who played Mingo. Nope. You nothing on that show. Nothing. I could ask you. Just, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be. It's not historically accurate. That's one of the interesting things with it. But it, uh, it, uh, it was successful for a period of time. And give me a. Uh, Never watched it in syndication. Next individual who passed away on this date, American rock and roll guitarist and singer-songwriter Kimmy dies at the age of 90 last year on this date. Tell me who it is. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens, there stood a log cabin made of earth and wood, where lived a country boy named Johnny B. Good, who never ever learned to read or write so well, but he could play a guitar just like a ring in a bell. Go, go! Kimmy, who passed away last year on this date? Chuck Berry. Fantastic. You've done a great job today on this Sunday Funnies. Thank you. We're going to go back in time and, well, focus on something we talked about with the golden age of radio. Radio was new. Radio. Someone still Moments ago, we spoke about actor Edward Everett Horton being born on this date in 1886. We have the 1944 Golden Age of Radio production titled The Gay Divorcee. He performed in this with Frank Sinatra, Gloria DeHaven, and Spring Byington. Should be a fun episode to listen to, full of ear candy. And you get to hear the fantastic voice of Edward Everett Horton acting with Frank Sinatra. 
going back in time to 1944. Here's our tribute to Edward Everett Horton on the Riley and Kimmy Show. A hearty welcome to Frontline Theater, men. This is your theater, and every performance is presented especially for you, the men and women of the United Nations. Our musical play tonight, The Gay Divorcee, stars Frank Sinatra as Guy Holden, Gloria DeHaven as Mimi, Spring Byington as Hortense, and Edward Everett Horton as Egbert. And now, as the curtain rises, we find that these are the good old days when Americans just went to Europe for fun. And that's exactly why Guy Holden is there. With an English pal, he's doing a famous Paris cafe, and the owner doesn't seem to approve. Gentlemen, the check comes to 40 francs. I must insist. But I just told you, we're taking the boat back to London tomorrow, and we both packed our wallets in our trunks. We'll mail you the amount of the check, old boy. I am sorry, monsieur, but I do not know you. Oh, this is Egbert Fitzgerald. His father is Sir Frederick, the famous London attorney. And I'm a barrister, too. You? No, gentlemen, I... I... I, I'm now, sorry, but... My friend here is Guy Holden, the American singer. Radio, musical, comedy, and whatnot. Of course you've heard of him. Of course I have heard of Guy Holden, but... Monsieur Holden, can you identify yourself? Well, you see, as a matter of fact, I, uh... Yes, you left your papers in another suit. Oh, my word, Guy, I know. You can prove who you are. Just dash him off a cadenza or two. Well, it's been a long time since I sang for my supper. But under the circumstances... Night and day... You are the one Only you beneath the moon It is. It is him, Guy Holden. My apologies, monsieur. I tear up the chain. I wish you bon voyage to London. It's no matter, darling, where you are. Oh, really, Inspector, now, isn't this carrying things a little too far, going through all my trunks, messing up everything, all my pretty things? I'm sorry, madam, it's for customs inspection. Oh, well, if it's an old English customs. Well, how much did you pay for this dress, madam? That one? Uh, now, let me see. Now, where did you I, buy it? Oh, uh, well, I bought it in, now, uh, oh, dear, now, what was the name of that town? Oh, uh, you know. Paris? No. Uh, no, but you're getting close. Nice? Uh, nice? Oh, yes. That's who I'm waiting for, my niece, Mimi. The poor thing has her life all mixed up. I came up to London to straighten her out. Madam, I'm afraid you'll have to straighten this out first. I think we'd better go. Auntie, uh... Aunt Hortense. Mimi, darling, oh. you look wonderful. Did you have a good trip? Oh, it's simply marvelous. Darling, there was a man in Paris. Excuse who... me, madam. You'd better come to the office. We can settle the duty there. Oh, but my trunk is all... Oh, oh I'll just close it up. Uh, Mimi, darling, stay with it, will you? Uh, come along, my good man. <laughs> Good old Hortense. She hasn't changed a bit, though. Excuse me, uh, miss. Can I be of service? I beg your pardon? I was just going by, you see, to have my bag is examined and... Well, what stopped you? Your legs. <gasps> I mean, uh, I mean, they're showing. I mean, that is, well, your dress is caught in that trunk. My dress? Oh, Lord, and Hortense took the keys. Say, you're an American, aren't you? I see no reason why that should... I'm an American, too. Believe me, I'm happy to give you a hand. Here, would you like to hold my raincoat a minute? Not particularly. Uh, doesn't look like your dress is caught too tight. Maybe I can ease it out. Maybe if I just pulled a little. No, don't pull. Don't pull it. Don't. Oh, you. The whole back of my dress. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Here, put my raincoat on. Go ahead. It's all right. You can send it back tomorrow. Thanks a lot. I won't forget this great service you've done me. Now, if you'll excuse me, please. Hey, wait a minute. You didn't say goodbye. Didn't I? Well, it's a pleasure. Goodbye. <laughs> I tell you, Egbert, it's love. It's love for the first time in my life. Anyone I know, old boy? That's just it. I don't even know her name, where she lives, or anything about her. That makes it a little abstract, doesn't it? I can just see how it will all happen. She'll send me a note. I'll call her up, ask her to dinner. You're positive that she'll send you this little Billy Doo? No, but she'll have to send my raincoat back, and I'm sure she'll send a note with it. Of course, she has the right address. Oh, sure, she... Hey, no, she didn't even ask me my name. Oh, the thoughtless type, no doubt, huh? Gee, maybe she was angry because I tore her dress off. Oh, impulsive. <laughs> impulsive, aren't you? Why'd you do that? She couldn't move. 
Well, that sounds very unsporting. But, Egbert, you don't understand. It was purely an accident. <laughs> yes, it usually is. <laughs> well, I'm off to the office. The paper's away, you know, and left me in charge. <laughs> what are you going to do? Start looking for her. I'll find her if it takes the rest of my life. Oh, ho, ho. Cheerio. Good luck, old boy. Why shouldn't I? What's so tough about that? There are only three million girls in London. I'll follow my secret heart My whole life through I'll keep all my dreams apart Till one comes true No matter what price is paid What stars may fade above I'll follow my secret heart Till I find Oh, miss, I'm looking for... Excuse me. Oh, miss, I... Uh... Excuse me. Oh, miss. Huh? Excuse me. Gerald, there's a Mrs. Ditherwell here to see you with her niece. Ditherwell? I don't seem to know it. Oh, my word, not Hortense did well. Oh, Egbert, no. darling. Oh. Oh, Egbert, my land. You darling, darling Aunt boy. Hortense. Oh, now, don't be shot, me, me. Egbert was almost my third husband. Or was it the fourth? Oh, now, Hortense, please, please, please. Oh, Egbert, this is my niece, Mrs. Glossop. I brought her here to see you professionally. Oh, really? Have you a problem, Mrs. Glossop? Uh, yes, I, I hardly know where to begin. Now, darling, I'll tell him. You see, she's very young. She's only been married a year and has scarcely seen her husband at all. He's a geometrist. No, dear, a geologist. Oh, well, what's the difference? He's no gentleman. Eh, but you know the type. Rocks and things. Oh, really? He throws them? Oh, no. Digs them. Oh. I've asked him for a divorce, and he just refuses. Well, ladies, in that case, I suggest that we revert to a, uh, a, a, what you, a, a thingamajig. A... Oh, a fragradilito? Like my second divorce? Oh, exactly, yes. The details are very simple. <laughs> Darling, all you need is a hotel and a correspondent. <laughs> Not that you write a line, my dear. <laughs> I'll supply the correspondent, of course, and I, I believe I know just the right place at the seaside, the Hotel Bella Vista. Oh, excellent, the yes. Bella Vista. And so easy to remember, too, I had a cook named Bella. Oh, no, no, it was a message. No, a housemaid. On second thought, I... We'll go down at once, Mr. Fitzgerald. I feel very safe in your hands. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Glossop. Thank you. I'll work my brain to the bone for you. Yes, indeed. Now, Hortense, now everything is clear. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. The Hotel Rosemont. <laughs> oh, no, no, that isn't it. But it was a girl's name. Now, don't tell me. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. The Maggie. No, the Nellie. Here, here, here. Yeah, I've written it down for you. Oh, the Bella Vista, of course. Uh, well, that's what I said in the first place. Uh, come along, maybe. Hello. Hello. Miss Higginbotham. Yes, Mr. Fitzgerald. Would you get hold of that Tonetti fellow for me? You know, the chap that we always use as a correspondent, and tell him to take the afternoon train and go to the Hotel Mary, uh, the Nelly. The, the Ma Oh, that woman. No, no, no. The Bella Vista. Don't tell me. I'm putting him to work on another case. Oh, it's wonderful down here. Wonderful, isn't it, Guy? So helpful, too. Sea air, sunshine. <laughs> girls. There's only one girl I want to see. Oh, come now. The world is full of girls. Not like her. She's music, Egbert. She's the murmur of bees and clover. She's water lapping on the shore. Well, she's a strange series of sounds, isn't she? <laughs> oh, now, come on, guy. There's no use in moping. You may chance across her again. I know I will, and it won't be chance. Chance is the fool's name for fate. Oh, my. Chance is the fool's name. Oh, I say, that's not bad at all. Where'd you get that? Oh, it's a line from my last radio program. Oh, it's tangy, isn't it? 
nice to drop into a conversation sometime. You know, chance is a... Do you mind if I use it? Not at all. Oh, well, I'm popping over to see my client, and I won't be long. <laughs> chance is the fool's name for... Oh, my, I've got to remember that. <laughs> Mrs. Glossop, your correspondent is on his way here now. You understand, I presume? Uh, yes, Mr. Fitzgerald, I understand. Of course, it would be, wouldn't be technically correct for me to introduce you, so he'll present himself. Oh, why, then we'll need a password. Well, how thrilling. Yes, yes, I suppose we ought to have one. Uh, wait, well, oh, I know the very thing. Mrs. Glossop, he will say to you, chance is the fool's name for fate. Chance is the fool's name for fate. Right. And now we'll need a name. You should have a name. Your name will be... Mrs. Green. Oh, I just love Green. So soothing, so restful. Mimi, do you think he'll approach us during dinner? Uh-uh, Hortense. You can't remain with her. This is supposed to be a rendezvous. Two is company. Three is, uh, well, three is just isn't a rendezvous. After all, we've got to have a flagrante delecto. Egbert, not in the dining room. Uh, come along, Mimi. I'm simply famished. <laughs> Begging your pardon. Can I help you, sir? I don't think so, waiter. There's only one person in the world who can help me. We have crumpets, sir. Is it serious? Uh, begging your pardon, sir. That's very wonderful. What? Uh, wonderful, sir. Uh, like Sir James Barry. Don't you mean whimsical? In a manner of speaking, sir, but uh, begging your pardon. Whimsical is much more whimsical than when... Oh, I say, sir. Is anything wrong? That girl over there across the room, she's... See the one I mean? Yes, sir. And I do believe she's seen you. Uh, begging your pardon, sir, she's starting to run. I knew you'd have to stop sometime. You really shouldn't run like this. Why not? It's bad for my health. Well, what are you doing here? What are you? Uh, I'm down here with my aunt. <laughs> so am I, in a way, with my aunt Egbert. Egbert? A uh, lawyer friend of mine. We're here on a case. A, a case? I, I really... I'll have to go now. Why don't you stop running away from me? When two people are destined to come together, there's no use struggling. You believe in that kind of destiny? Of course I do. There's no such thing as chance. Chance is the fool's name for fate. Chance is the fool's name for... You? You? Me? Of course it is. You're the man I've been waiting for. I am? Room 216 at midnight. You'll excuse me now. She's expecting me. No matter what prices pay, what stars may fade above, I'll follow my secret heart till I. One of the Gay Divorcee, starring Frank Sinatra, Gloria DeHaven, Spring Byington, and Edward Everett Horton. Act Two of the Gay Divorcee, starring Frank Sinatra, ably assisted by Gloria DeHaven, and that other Hollywood duo, Spring Byington and Edward Everett Horton. As the house lights slowly dim and the curtain rises, you will remember that due to a misunderstanding, Mimi thinks Guy Holden is a professional correspondent who is going to help her get a divorce. Well, it's midnight now. Guy timidly approaches room 216 and is just about to enter. Oh, I... I beg your pardon. Oh, it's all right, young man. I knew you were coming. You did? I'm Mimi's aunt. Oh, is that her name, Mimi? Yes, Mimi Glossop. Though, of course, tonight she's green. Uh, I feel a little pink myself. <laughs> well... You might as well go in and get this over with, and then the poor girl can start a new life. A new life? Yes, yeah, she's making a clean sweep of the old and you're the broom. <laughs> go ahead, Ian. Uh, Mimi. I'll be right out. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I... Well, what's the matter? Uh, nothing. I, uh, that necklace is charming. You ought to know. 
You've seen enough of them. Well, a few, of course. Of course. But never one like that. Mimi, darling. Stay where you are. Huh? You keep your distance and I'll keep mine. We're going through this in a dignified silence. No conversation? No conversation. No, uh... Absolutely not. Oh. Time on my hands, you in my arms. Do you have to sing? Well, it's helped a little in the past. Time on my hands, you in my arms. Nothing but love in view. And if you fall Once and for all I'll see my dreams Come true Moments to spare With someone you care for One love affair Time on my hands And you in my arms And love in my heart All for you I must admit, it's not a bad voice. I suppose it does help you a lot in your profession. Oh, I get along. That's what I don't understand about you. How did you ever start such a career? Oh, I was started by a well-known radio star. Oh, it's disgusting. But I suppose some people will do anything for money. Oh, it's not quite as bad as that. After all, I do give pleasure to thousands of women. Thousands? It's worse than I thought it was. Listen, say, are you expecting someone? Of course. Come in. Excuse me. I am Tonetti. I am afraid to take foolish chances with. Oh, what did you say? It is the passwords, no? Mr. Eggboyle, tell me. Oh, good heavens. Then you're the man. Mimi, who is this guy? Oh, there's been a dreadful mistake. This man was hired by Mr. Fitzgerald. Oh, wait a minute. Are you, are you Egbert's client? Yes. And this spaghetti eater has to stay all night? Until the detectives come? Yes. Well, it's okay with me, baby, but I want to tell you one thing. If that guy stays, this guy does too. sort of nice out here on the balcony, isn't it? Yes, it is. Very nice. What's Spaghetti doing in there? Playing solitaire. He says he always does when he's on a job. You can hear the music from the casino, can't you? What's that they're playing? It's the Continental. It's very popular. How does it go? Well, we should be dancing, but you'll move over here a little closer. Beautiful music. Dangerous rhythm. It's something daring, the continental A way of dancing that's really ultra new It's very subtle, the continental Because it does what you want it to do You kiss while you're dancing The continental It's continental You sing while you're dancing the voice is gentle and sentimental. You know before the dance is through that you're in love with her and she's in love with you. You'll find while you're dancing that there's a rhythm in your heart and soul, a certain rhythm that you can't control and you will do the continental all the time. Mm -hmm. 
nice. I liked it. Did you? You know, it's strange. In a way, you remind me of my favorite radio singer. Really? Who? Frank Sinatra. Listen, Mimi, there's something I've simply got to tell you. Oh, uh, excuse me, please. I, I think I'd better go to my room and go to sleep. But what about me? Oh, you can play solitaire with Mr. Spaghetti. You mean he's really going to stay here all night? That's the whole idea. If you stay, he stays too. Good night. Hey, Spaghetti, wake up, wake up, Spaghetti. Please, the name is Tonetti. Who's there? It's the waiter, sir. What do you want? Let's stop. What should we do? Give him his breakfast. Clown. That's our breakfast. I just phoned for it. All right, waiter. Where shall I serve it, madam? Oh, anywhere. It doesn't matter. I just... Here we are. Here we are, Mimi, bright and early. Mr. Fitzgerald and Aunt Hortense. Mimi, darling, he's here. The detective? No, no. I've pulled a supreme coup, a masterpiece. I have brought Mr. Glossop. My husband? Oh, there you are, my dear. Oh, come in, Rupert. Uh, this is Mr. Tanetti. I must confess, he's my... How uh, are you, my... Tanetti? Glad to meet you, old man. Why, Rupert? You seem so pleased. Aren't you even outraged? I should say not. I can see through this fellow. He's one of those hard correspondents. Look here. You can't do this to Mimi. My dear fellow, I don't see that it concerns you. Waiter, I believe I'll have a cup of coffee. Yes, sir. I have an extra cup here, Mr. Brown. Wait a minute. His name isn't Brown. It's Glossop. Oh, no, sir. Begging your pardon, sir. I know Mr. Brown very well. Now, look here, waiter. I'm sure you remember me, Mr. Brown. I always serve you when you come here with your wife. His wife? Waiter, does she look like me? Oh, no, ma'am. She's brunette and very French. Well, cut my hair and call me Buster Brown. Rupert, I believe that will give me my divorce. Excuse me, I've uh, I've got to catch a train. Well, 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 it worked. <laughs> Mimi, you'll be single again. But not for long. Egbert, meet the future Mrs. Guy Holden. Guy Holden? The, the singer? Well, that's what I like to call it, darling. But from now on, I'll just be singing for you. Night and day You are the one Only you beneath the moon Under the sun Whether near to me or far It's no matter, darling Where you are I think of you Day and night, night and day, why is it so that this longing for you follows wherever I go? In the roaring traffic's boom, in the silence. Of my lonely room, I think of you. Day and night, night and day, under the height of me, there's an all such a hungry yearning burning inside of me. And its torment won't be through If you let me spend my life making love to you Day and night, night and day
If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, We will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.